Good evening, children all over the world. Once again, this is yours truly, feminist storyteller, back with another story. The title of this story is called The King and the Ring. From the dancing palm tree and other Nigerian folk tales, retold by Barbara K. Walker. Woodcuts by Helen Siegel. Let us begin. The King and the Ring. Far away and long ago, in a little town, there lived a king who was a very powerful ruler. In the same town, there lived a man who called himself, No king is as great as God. One day the king heard about this man, and he was greatly annoyed. Surely a man bearing such a name was a threat to the dignity of the king. But how was he to be punished? After all, he had merely stated in his name what he believed. He had done no wrong. Nevertheless, the king resolved to bring such great harm to no king is as great as God, that his name would thereafter be mocked instead of honored. Only then could the king feel comfortable and respected in his kingdom. Accordingly, the king sent his chief advisor to bring no king is as great as God to the palace. And the man was brought within the hour. Tell me, the king began, what is your name? My name, sire, is no king is as great as God. And you believe, do you, that God is greater than any king? Yes, sire, I do. Hmm said the king. You may be right. We shall see. Meanwhile, for your courage and honesty, let me give you this gold ring. It bears the sign of the royal family. Guard it well, for it is a mark of our friendship. Indeed, I sow, Shire, exclaimed the man, placing the ring carefully in an inside pocket. All the way home, he kept patting his pocket to make certain that the ring was still there. But when the man's wife saw the ring, she was very uneasy about it. This may be a trick to find you faithless in some matter or another. Suppose you should lose the ring. Would he not accuse you of considering his friendship of little worth? Come, my dear. Let us find a safe hiding place for it somewhere about our house. Then we can feel at ease about it. 
After weighing the matter in his mind, the men agreed with his wife that it would be wise to hide the ring where only they could find it. Accordingly, that evening they dug a small hole in the inside wall of their hut and buried the ring there, smoothing the hiding place afterwards and hanging a rush mat over it so that they could surely find it again. From time to time, the king sent for no king is as great as God to talk with him or to entertain him at a dinner, pretending all the while to a great and knowing friendship for him. These visits served only to make no king as great as God more and more suspicious of the king. What can he want of me? Do you suppose, he asked his wife as he was about to leave for the palace for his third dinner there. My dear, I have no notion, but he surely means you no good, his wife replied. He has a plan of some sort. You may be certain. Yes, my wife. And we must try to please him in every way we can. One day while the woman was at home alone, a messenger came from the king. The king wishes to see you this morning. Come with me, said he. And she followed him out of the hut and through the town to the palace. The king appeared very friendly. He smiled as he greeted her and motioned her to be seated. Then, I shall like to prepare a little surprise for your husband, said he. He and I have become such good friends that I have decided we shall wear rings to match. Do you suppose that you could slip the ring away from him and bring it to me so that I could have a ring made for myself which matches it exactly. I have forgotten just how the design is arranged. The woman thought for a moment. She and her, she and her husband had agreed not to touch the ring until the king sent for it. Should she take it out or wait for her husband to take it out to the king? When the woman hesitated to answer, the king spoke again. I have just the right position in mind for your husband, and I wish to give suitable honor to you both. Surely you wish to please me too. Then the woman remembered what her husband had said. We must try to please him in every way we can. She smiled at the king. Surely I shall get the ring for you. Fine, said the king. I shall send my chief advisor, 
this afternoon to get it from you. The woman hurried through the winding streets to her hut. Carefully, she removed the rush mat and dug here and there in the wall until she had found the ring. Just as she had replaced the mat, the chief's chief, the king's chief advisor came to secure the ring. Holding it firmly in his hand, he left to go directly to the palace. As for the woman, she decided to say nothing at all to her husband about the ring. Several days later, the king sent for no king is as great as God. When he had arrived at the palace, the king said to him, Come now, let me see how my ring looks on your hand. I have not seen it since I gave it to you many weeks ago. Ah, sire, replied the man. I value it, I value it too much to wear it every day. I have no wish to lose it. So I have hidden it in a safe place. The king scowled. Is that how much you value our friendship? I do not hesitate to invite you to the palace and to make much over you. Are you ashamed of our friendship that you do not wear the ring? A ring such as that is meant to be worn, not hidden away from all eyes. I shall wear it if you wish, sire, said the man. It is in truth a beautiful ring, and I shall be proud to wear it before all men. I do not believe you, the king declared. I am certain that you no longer have the ring, or you would be wearing it as a mark of our friendship. You must have sold it or lost it or given it away. And I suspect that you will not be able to produce it even if you are given the space of seven days to do so. I shall be fair, however. Since you are certain you have the ring, if you come before me seven days hence bearing the ring, you may ask whatever you wish of me, even if it is be my life, and it shall be granted. If, on the other hand, you do not produce the ring, I shall be free to demand of you anything I choose, since you have failed to honor our friendship. You may be sure the punishment will be severe. Be it as you say, sire, answered the man, confident that he would be able to wear the ring on the required date. And the king, too, was well satisfied with the agreement since he already had the ring in his possession. 
But as soon as he had dismissed, no king is as great as God, the king walked straight to the edge of the sea and threw the ring as far as he could into the rolling waters. There, he exclaimed, now no one will be able to steal the ring from me. And no king is as great as God will reap the punishment that he deserves for the boldness of his name. As for no king is as great as God, leaving the presence of the king, he hurried home to tell his wife that it was just as they had suspected. The king had used the ring as a trap. But when he had told his wife, she could only shake her head and weep. <laughs> it is too late. She cried. And she told her husband of her own summons by the king a few days earlier and of her surrender of the ring to the king's chief advisor. In truth, there was now little hope for no king is as great as God. How could he produce the ring if the king already had it? In the midst of this grieving, however, the wife remembered something. Tell me, she said, what is your name? Why? You know my name, exclaimed the husband in surprise. It is no king is as great as God. Do you believe what your name me says? She asked. Of course I do. He answered. Then let us not grieve, said his wife. If it is God's will, you will be spared. After all, it is the Lord who decides whether or not we prosper. One man beats the drum for the downfall of another, but God the king determines whether or not the drum will sound. Let us trust in God. You are right, my wife. And whatever may happen seven days hence, we must not waste these hours together in grieving. Come, let us plan a feast for our friends and neighbors for the morrow, suggested the man. And they agreed that they would purchase several of the finest fish in the market as a special delicacy. The next day, while the two were cutting open the fresh fish, no king is as great as God suddenly cried out, Look, my wife, look! She hurried to his side and there, just released from the belly of the largest fish, was a gold ring. In relief and joy, the two laughed and wept together. Then, after carefully washing the ring, they returned it for safekeeping to the hole in the wall of their house, covering it again with the rush mat. 
There was rejoicing and singing and drumming and dancing in the home of no king is as great as God the entire week. The king, hearing of the celebration, marveled at the madness of a man who could sing in the face of certain death. But his marveling turned to wrath when no king is as great as God sent a message to the palace reading, O king, there is truly no king as great as God. Surely the man must die for his rash behavior. The seventh day came and the king, the better to savor his victory, summoned all the townspeople to assemble before the palace for a meeting. Just before the appointed hour, no king is as great as God went with his wife on horseback with drummers before them and the dancing straight to the front of the palace. Indeed, this seemed a strange man to go with drums and dancing to his own execution? There in front of the gathering, the king announced the terms of his agreement with no king is as great as God, including the punishment to be awarded the man should he fail to produce the ring. And sire, have you forgotten what was to follow if I should produce the ring? Acts, no king is as great as God. I have not, the king responded. And he laughed as he spoke. <laughs> if, if this man should produce the ring, which he cannot, then he may demand whatever he wishes of me. Yes, even my life. If he so chooses, but we shall see now. No king is as great as God. Produce the ring if you can. Quietly, no king is as great as God. Reached into his pocket of his robe and drawing forth the ring, he slipped it upon his own finger. A roar of wonder and approval swept through the crowd. As for the king, consternation sat upon his face. There was no question about it. The ring was there, bright in the sunlight. Only the hand of God could have altered this contest. It remained now, but for no king is as great as God to ask what he would of the king. In keeping with custom, he required that the king die. And shortly afterwards, no king is as great as God, was himself made the king of the town. What a story. The king and the ring. Hope you enjoyed this story. I know I did. Once again, this is Femi the Storyteller signing off.
Have a great evening. Uh, in the States today, it's uh, Sunday night. Tomorrow is a new week full of great possibilities. And I hope you enjoy it. Speak to you very soon with great stories to come. Love you all. Children all over the world. Take care. Love you.